Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 36 of Doing Time Podcast. This week I have Chicago comedian Mike O'Keefe on the podcast to talk about being in therapy since he was nine years old. Eventually, Mike ended up in a mental health facility when he was 25, and we talk about how meditating every day currently has really helped him. Um, We also talk about Mike getting a master's degree during the quarantine, which is pretty cool. Um, And then we also discuss how sometimes you can feel guilt during this quarantine because you haven't accomplished as much as you hoped. Um, We kind of wrap up the podcast just discussing his experience in the ROTC and the topic of people-pleasing, which was really fun to talk about. Yep, so enjoy the podcast. Let's start at the beginning. Yes. Ireland, eighteen seventy something. <laughs> I, this cough is going to be ruin the whole podcast. You're fine. That's the that, the people love the rawness and the honesty of the, the podcast. Raw, all the phlegm. All the phlegm. Um, phlegm. All right. Well, hello everybody, and welcome to Doing Time, where humans talk about their experiences in a psych ward. Today we have Chicago comedian Mike O'Keefe. Hello, Mike. How are you doing? I consider myself the world's comedian. <laughs> the world's. I don't want to limit it to just these. Chicago, just the just Cook County. I'm all over the world. Cook County, and by the world, I mean uh, Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana, Minnesota, Indiana, yeah. sometimes Ohio. That's really it. <laughs> okay. That's how about how about the mid Midwest comedian? Because uh, all those states you named are just Midwest states. I've been to Nebraska. <laughs> okay, I'm going that's to Mis- random. I'm going to Missouri soon. Okay. Uh, listen. <laughs> I am great in places that don't matter. That's okay. what we're getting. <laughs> All right. That's how I feel as a comedian too. Yeah. I'm like, did anybody see this? Twenty people saw it? Oh, okay. That's what I'm that's what I'm limited to. Well, like now that Best Night is like selling out in uh, at the new Lincoln Lodge, I feel like yeah. oh, we're like we're doing something. And then I'm like, oh yeah, it's really we're really filling a, a, like a break room in an office twice a month. Yeah. Like that's actually what we're doing. If you're really going to put it like that, that's sad, but that is kind of the new place to be. You want to plug your show real quick before oh, we get yeah, started? Oh, yeah, sure. Best night ever at the Lincoln Lodge. Every other Tuesday. Every other Tuesday. Get a ticket, please. <laughs> Don't show up at the door and be like, oh, I could get Well, it's sold out because it's a small room. Yeah, that's why you couldn't get a ticket. Exactly. That's the, tr- that's the trick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just—it's gonna be the whole podcast. You're, you're okay. I, I, I couldn't even attempt to edit because I'm just gonna be coughing during during your weakest moments and most vulnerable moments. Sorry, let me just hawk up a loogie. Yeah, you're good. That's the um, tr- if if you're out there uh, and you want to sell something out, uh, make the capacity three. That's the trick. Okay. That's what you have to do. So if you so if you want to start a show, my suggestion for a venue elevator. Best place to so you're saying to exceed the expectations, mm-hmm. okay? Real as well as COVID bar. capacity, Real three people, personal show. Real low. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to get into it, the first question I always ask on the podcast is, "How much time have you done?" And that means like psych ward, 
therapy, whatever you consider to be like time, like yeah. time stuck in your head that you're like, I wasted a year, that type of shit. Man, the, you're amount, like... of, the amount of wasted time <coughs> I've, I've, the amount of time I've wasted, not just in, uh, because I started doing therapy when I was like nine. Okay. Um, Are you Jewish? No. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, Michael Sean O'Keefe. Very Jewish. Jewishest. Uh, no, but my parents were a little bit older. I was born when my dad was 48. My mom was 40. Okay. And so by the time I was nine, my dad had been in the hospital a couple times. Okay. Uh, for heart stuff. And my mom oh, was Oh, wow. Still, That's young, though, still. Uh, yeah. Well, my dad was in Vietnam. And he okay. got something called Agent Orange. Hmm. Yeah. So it just speeds everything up. It just rapidly ages you. Um, and so he had a lot of heart problems uh, throughout his life. But was, like, not a terrible, like, eater. He never smoked. Yeah. But he had these crazy, crazy heart problems um, that eventually uh, took his life three years ago? Two years ago now? I'm sorry. Two years ago. I do remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. It was such a long, drawn-out thing. Yeah. And not even, like, in this, you know, the six months where he was in and out of the hospital. Like, that had been going since I was eight years old. Like, where he'd, he'd have So to, you were kind of used to the process of, like... Yeah. Just, like, this really crazy extended trauma. Wow. Yeah. And then, so, with that in mind, my parents were like, all right, his grades are dipping. Mm-hmm. It's time to call him the professionals. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much your grades can dip in fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> are there grades in fourth grade besides like plus and minuses apparently yeah. like check minus because they were dipping yeah. yeah check minus you're going into the clink buddy you are check got a bunch of check minuses so many check minuses. oh my god i remember the check system of course you do who doesn't yeah uh but i i that was my first time going into therapy and it was like uh very much a like a child psychologist and like Hey, what? Hey, buddy. Hey, kiddo. What's up, sport? Why don't Why don't you like going to school? And like the answer to that is, well, school kind of sucks. Right. But you have to be like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't like. I'm sad about this. And yeah. Like, I don't think it's so. What that really does, I think, um, is it really kind of puts a kid who's not having a ton of problems uh, behind. I mean, it's interesting, like, to hear people when they're, when they're like, I was in therapy since I was, like, nine, because, like, it's, it's weird, because when you're nine, you don't really have the self-awareness to know that, like, you even exist. I mean, you know, but, you know, it's like, you, you're still coming in touch with these emotions, and a lot of times, too, like, I worked at a school for kids with behavioral issues, a lot of times kids would just start crying, and they're like, I don't know why I'm crying, because they're literally just feeling what feelings are for the first time. Mm-hmm. So when someone asks you, why don't you like this, or why don't you like this, like, you might not have the answer to that. Oh, of you course You know, not. you're yeah. so young, and you don't, and vulnerable, and you don't really know, like, wh- you don't know things until you're, like, in eighth grade, and you're like, oh, shit, that was what that was. Yeah. You know, you look back, I think it's hard to know, like, why you're, fe- you know, you don't, you, you can't express as a nine-year-old, like, my dad's sick and blah, blah, blah. I yeah. mean, you you don't know, but you know that you just feel weird or off. Yeah. It's like there's this crazy thing that's happening that I don't fully understand, but I do understand uh, that I that all the water is rushing out of my head. Mm. Like I just know that sometimes I 
cry really hard and um, making me self-examine that right. is kind of a non-starter at nine. And then I remember when, uh, like in sixth grade, uh, I, got, I, I got like a C plus on something and mm-hmm. I lost it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get sent to the military. You were so scarred. Just so scarred. From the check minus situation. Yeah, from the check right. minus situation. <laughs> and it took a lot for like my parents to be like, it's okay. It's all right. This yeah. Happens. It's okay. And mm-hmm. like, just don't make me go talk to that guy again. And they were like, we won't. And then a month later, I had to go talk to the guy. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. It always Nothing changed. Around. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always, uh, going to therapy that young it's just so weird and you don't really know I didn't understand what to do in therapy for right. a while yeah. and you, you accumulate kind of bad therapy habits interesting where I think that for a lot of the time I was in therapy in high school um, and in middle school and then a little bit in college yeah. I think I was just trying to like impress the therapist and like hey if I just say everything's fine even though it's not I will somehow get get away with something mm-hmm. or like I'll get to there's less stakes yeah there's of course less yeah. stakes but I've had a really crazy anger problem forever mm-hmm. like I just and it's you know luckily now yeah I I understand it and I and I, I meditate every day and you know, I try and go to I try and go to therapy. This last year with therapy has been very weird for me because mm-hmm. I got I got, uh, I got shit canned from a job, and oh, then yeah. yeah. Which if you're gonna if you're gonna fire someone, do it during the pandemic. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. At least it's more understandable and like oh, you you know. Of course. Everyone got fired during. The everyone got fired. Yeah. Of course. Uh, everyone got fired. Shout out to Talk. If you're getting a fancy restaurant <laughs> reservation, uh, maybe try Resi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was a two coffer. That was a good joke. Two coffer, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he'll come out. Don't yeah. worry. It's so bad. My roommate's like, you need to stop laughing. I'm like, I can't. I'm very, like, I didn't realize how much I laughed until I got sick. That's a great thing. Like, yeah, it really is a positive thing. That's all it is. I like, because I laugh at myself, too. And I'll yeah. say stuff, and then I'm like, I'm such an idiot. And I'll just start laughing. And then she's like, you got it. I'm like, I can't. That's just part I, of being me. Why would I want to stop laughing? Yeah, Come exactly. Don't it's just my, my she's like, I can't listen to this fucking coffee. Like, either <laughs> stop laughing or, like, down some NyQuil, please. Has your roommate ever been on the podcast? It sounds like she might have some issues. <laughs> sounds well, like she might to be Well, able yeah. To, it sounds <laughs> like a couple dishes could be put in the dishwasher. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. We actually Maybe keep our place pretty she starts pulling her weight with this goddamn yeah. dog. She actually hasn't been on the podcast. She's too normal, unfortunately, to oh, be on the podcast. Love her, but. Best, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um... So, um, what were you? You were hospitalized, though. Yeah. So that would have been during what I like to call the forgotten year. Okay. So I graduated college in 2012. I okay. moved to Chicago later that year. Was here for two, two, two and a half years, mm-hmm. and then met a girl. We moved to Minneapolis together. Okay. Uh, the mecca of comedy. And Minneapolis is a great scene. It's a fantastic scene. I, lo- I still go up there twice yeah. a year. I love everyone uh, in Minneapolis, uh, but where where I was in my career, it was a fucking stupid move to do that, and mm. it's fine. But 
you know, uh, sometimes you're blinded by love. Yeah. Uh, and so we go up there, and uh, obviously we broke up six months into a, a year at least. Oh. Yeah. And I was, like, mostly on the road at that time. Mm-hmm. And in Minneapolis, there's not a ton of other people who are full-time comedians, just because it's it just it is what it is. So it, yeah, it depends know. on the state you're in and the scene that you're in. For sure, yeah. Like if I, if that same thing would have happened to me in Chicago, I would have had other people who were like, "Yeah, we're just we're scumbags too, and now we're just hanging out and we're going to the owl." There's and, more of like a camaraderie here. For I sure. was talking about yeah. this actually yesterday, where I was saying how. You know, because if you move to L.A., it's like, I'm going to be a comedian until I'm a movie star, yeah. you know? And it's, but here, I res- it, even if I don't like someone, I'm like, I respect you because I know you care about the craft yeah, of comedy and sure. they care about the right, it's like more, I don't know, I, they care about the art form and that is something that's like so respectable. For sure. And I think Minneapolis, they care about the art form too, but I think yeah. there's just... There, there's just more people who are living their lives there. Yeah. And then also <laughs> like doing comedy. People. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like fucking psychopaths. For Everyone sure, is here. For sure. And so I was, I was just really isolated in this town where I didn't have a lot of like friends and my family wasn't there. And yeah. uh, it got, it got super dark. And then I had to move home for a little bit. And that was even worse. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, being being back home as like a 25 year old guy who had um, made a a pretty big swing and then had that fallen short that plus like being a a road feature like a little bit headlining some stuff but by and large mostly featuring where the money is just not great it's dog shit it's dog shit. And this was also during a time when clubs were just, like, shutting down left, right, and center. Yeah. And so, like, the mixture of, hey, you tried to do this thing, it didn't work uh, w- w- in your personal life. It seems like your professional life is slowly closing yeah. and getting smaller and smaller. And uh, you don't live in the same town as any of your friends. Yeah, it was rough, and so uh, I, um, I'd i call it a half-ass attempt, okay. where I uh, just got really drunk, and then, uh, <laughs> I, I can laugh about it because it, it, it didn't take, but I took a bunch of my antidepressants, okay. which is, I, I was just like, if you drink and take a bunch of these antidepressants, you'll... You'll die. die, right? Uh, no. You just get the worst <laughs> hangover ever. Oh, no. Yeah, man. so really bad. But, you know, thank God. Hey, how's, how's it going? Uh, the cleaning guy just walked into the boardroom. <laughs> do, do you want to hear about this? No? Good. Okay. No, it's, uh, no you're fine. You're fine. Uh, <laughs> and so I, uh, my mom luckily was just like, hey, we should probably, you know. Do see something what, about Yeah, this. we should see what we can do. Mm-hmm. And so she just, but she doesn't. No, so we just went to the there's at U of M in Ann Arbor, which is one of the best hospitals in the universe, and um, my dad was there for forever, and they took such great care of him. Uh, but they have an emergency room and then like a a mental emergency room, like a psych emergency. Mm, okay. Intake. Like a separate wing, almost. Uh, it's just a separate room. 
Okay. So, like, if you go in there, I, I'll rem I remember, like, it was yesterday because I've been there so many goddamn times. Oh, sorry. Been there so many uh, times for my old man. Yeah. If you go in, like, right straight dead ahead is, like, regular emergency okay. and their triage. But if you take a left through these other doors, yeah. it's, like, psych emergency. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you go in there, they take your belt and they take your shoes. <laughs> Because uh, you, your shoes have laces, and apparently you can, uh, f they don't want you to floss with them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, of course. Who yeah, floss of course. With their shoes? yeah, right? I was like, I, I just remember being, I was like, I was yeah. like significantly, like, I was re pretty overweight at the time, and they were like, we need your shoelaces so you don't yeah. hurt yourself. And I was like, do you think this shoelace yeah. can support? 275 pounds. It's, that, that's yeah. what's going to take me out. Yeah, that's what's going to happen, yeah. Like, I should get an award for, like, best suicide. Yeah. If, <laughs> I, if, I, if I kill myself with this new balance yeah. trick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to MacGruber myself to death <laughs> oh with these God. fucking Adidas It's zells. so stupid. Like, yeah. I, when, I, when, so when I was in the psych ward, they were like, oh, um, you can't condition your hair yeah. because there's alcohol. Like, what the fuck? You, I'm going to kill myself with conditioner. Yeah, oh, my God. Like, L'Oreal, you win. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And That's I just walked so around nice. with, like, ratty-ass hair for, like, a week because oh, I just couldn't no condition. Good. And I have so much hair, too, so I'm like, yeah. I got to condition my hair. You like, have I can't. to. Horrible. Oh, yeah. The Jewish lady, I've Mallory, yes. my, my partner, Jewish. The Jewish lady, the conditioner uh, budget, it's, yeah, it's right? so huge. It's so essential. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a oh, big yeah. deal. That's expensive shit's out there. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a thing for sure. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, in that ward, they... Um, how old were you, by the way? 25? 25, 25, 26. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in that ward, it takes so long. It took so long for them to, like, help. Yeah. Um, that eventually I was... Uh, it went from like, oh, I'm very depressed to just, I am frustrated with the customer service, mm. <laughs> which is just like this, well, weird, well, I think, this weird turn where it's just like, now I'm just mad at this. But like, I think that sucks. there's something to say about that, though, yeah. because yeah. I think it's like when you're at that state, you have like no emotional energy left to like address like what's actually going on. So yeah. you just start getting mad at other things. Of course. I remember yeah. like the same thing happened to me where I think it was in the Denver psych ward and I was like why are you guys keep coming to check in on me like, get the fuck out of here I was so upset yeah. I was like I'm fine you guys think I'm crazy and I'm fine yeah. and then I was like oh no they're thinking I'm more crazy because I'm doing yeah, this because you're yelling yeah yeah. yeah. and then it was just bad yeah. but like I, I just got so angry and I'm like I wish you could see the real me and that this is not me I'm actually mad at you because like this I wish you could sucks. see that like yeah. this sucks and yeah. I don't want to be here yeah. and I just wish like this could get erased yeah and it's just like it was horrible but that's like, yeah, that's rough, man. That's you just rough. feel like a guinea pig, you know. For sure, for sure. And I think there there has to be some some reasoning behind. Oh, let's just like let's just shift the focus from them to us because we're okay with them yelling at us. It's our job to get yelled at. Yeah. And if they're they're outside of their body and their mind for a little bit, that's probably going to help something, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's like 
So you were frustrated with customer service. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. Uh, yeah, and then eventually I was just like, ah, this is okay. I'm, I'm okay. I'll figure it out. Well, do you I, think that yeah. you did that because you were like learning since you were younger to say shit like that to get out of stuff? Oh my god, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think, and then, I think once you learn how to manipulate, you're like, oh, I'll just say these three words. And then I'll yeah, we just get them. Like good. Yeah, just man, looking therapists in the eye is like so huge. Yeah. If there's anyone out there who needs to get out of uh, therapy, if there's anyone out there that's like, I don't want to do this anymore, just look the, your therapist in the eye over Zoom or in person and then just go, it's going to, I'm okay. I'm all right. Do it in that low whisper. Just go, it, it, I'm going to be fine. I think, I and the lower okay. the whisper, the more convincing. Yeah. If, even if you can be like, it's, 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 it's all okay. It's, it's all okay. I'm going to be fine. They... Typically, therapists hate the word fun because they know that you're like... It depends oh. on how good the therapist is. If they're, if they're a sucker, oh, they'll totally believe that. For sure. So For many sure. therapists that are like, whenever you say you're fine, I know you're not fine. Like, Fuck! <laughs> you caught me. That was my one word. They're like, you know, like, we say, we, t- like, tally how many times you say, like, I'm fine. And it's yeah astronomical. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Even in, it's like, relationships. It's, it's a yeah. defense, though. It's yeah. for sure a defense. Because I, I think I've always learned... To, I'm very open about my problems. Once somebody asks me, like, are yeah. you okay? No, I'm fine. Don't. I'll, let me vent to you. Yeah. Once you start asking me if I'm okay, then it's then it's. I kind of cut it. Situation. I'm like, I don't want to be that vulnerable. I guess. Yeah. I'm good about expressing what happened, not about how I feel. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, isn't this oh my god, up? that makes a lot of sense. Like yeah. I, I'm very. Everyone's like, oh, you're open, but you, but I'm like, I'm open, but if you're asking me, like, am I hurt? I. It's hard for me to yeah. admit that. It's but, really hard for me to admit that. I mean, that's hard for anyone to admit that. True. I think True. it's, I mean, yeah, just re- just recounting the events of what happened, I think that's just like, yeah. you know, that's what you have to do. But if you're like, like for, for an example, if you just go, hey, I saw a car crash. Right. That's an easy sentence to say. Yeah. But if you go, hey, I saw a car crash and it brought up a lot of feelings about, uh, you know, my own insecurities about driving or Ah, how I it brought up my own insecurities about how I deal with uh you know calamities or crazy situations right then that's a completely different conversation which I don't think a lot of people want to have and I don't think a lot of people have the uh the bandwidth to have it is interesting like meeting people and thinking they have like a certain emotional depth and not saying like people are bland or anything like that but like there are certain people that I'm like oh I I think this person could like talk about something deep and then you get into it and you're like oh no you don't (laughs) get it you know like I just think there's certain people who love like digging deep which Mm I I like doing because I like my my thing is I like helping people and I know I'm not going to help someone unless same way yeah. Like, I'm honest. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, like, a nice way of being honest, too, you know? Which is really hard. Definitely. It's really, really hard. I think there's a very thin line between honesty and bluntness. Yeah. That is, like, very important to try and walk. Yeah, I try not to, to be. Somebody. I mean, I know I, I can be blunt sometimes, but I really try to be, like... For example, okay, I had a friend that was telling me her friend said, like, she's out of shape or something. And yeah. I was like... That's so rude. Like, there's a nice way of saying that. If you're asking, like, if you're asking, like, 
am I in shape or what do you think? Yeah. I feel like you can just say, hey, what, what, like, yeah. I, I, as a friend, I would be like, well, what are your goals? Do you want to, do you want to be like this? Yeah. Do you, do you, are you comfortable with this weight? And if they say yeah. no, then I say, okay, what are your goals? And that yeah. deflects it onto them versus yeah. me being like, here's what I think about you. Yeah. You're kind of forcing Because I don't want to ever tell you yeah. what I think. For sure. Because that's just, you don't, there are some things you really just don't, you shouldn't say. Of course. You yeah. know, because it's like, it all comes from a place of projection and it's like, I have horrible body type standards just because I grew up in the world of gymnastics and diving my whole life. So like, it's just, if you're not muscular slash skinny, like you're not my, what I consider good, you know, whatever horrible standards I have because of that world I grew up in. So I think like there's a nice way of putting things and I feel like it's very, it's very hard, but I always feel like it's better to just ask questions about people and just being like, well, how do you feel about that? You know, versus like, I think you should work out. It's like, no. Hey, do you want to work out together? Is that what you're trying to do? Let's do it. Yeah. You know, like, I think. Way better. Yeah. yeah, I just, it's, people don't know how to act. (laughs) Like, that's what I'm realizing is like, people don't know how to be nice. Oh, not at all. No one has any empathy anymore. I think empathy is just done. Thrown out the window, man. Yeah. Like, it's it's bad. But like, in my opinion, empathy is is why art exists. I think empathy is why the entertainment industry, uh, as bastardized as it is, uh, please, please put me in a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, I hey, think that's Steven why... Steven Spielberg, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> put, if you're looking for, uh, you know, if you're looking for a real brawny, paper towel-looking motherfucker... That's put, me. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. I'll get chased by a dinosaur. I don't you are care. wearing flannel. Uh, yeah, well, here's my thing. <laughs> In the summer in Chicago, uh, which is the original name, and I'm tired of people using Chicago as Chicago. I was like, what the fuck? Are you doing? I was like waiting for you to give context. So I was like, what are you talking about? No, that's just a dumb. Uh, <coughs> that's just a dumb running joke I have uh, with uh, everyone I've ever uh, talked to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in Chicago, it'll go from like this morning when I started my day with my uh, my very long walk. Uh, it was like 65, but now it's going to be 90. Ugh. And so I put I put a flannel on in the morning, and I haven't put it back in my car yet. <laughs> so Moral of the story, goys wear flannel. Goys wear flannel, <laughs> 100%. A Jewish fella in a flannel, I can't even imagine. The weather thing can't is kind of crazy. I remember, um, this is so random, but I remember going to training trip my sophomore year of college for diving, and we went to California, and it was in California, 40 degrees in the morning. Yeah. We were diving outside. Ooh. We were diving outside, 40 degrees in the morning. And That's got to hurt. My like fucking coach was wearing gloves. I was like, I'm in a swimsuit. Does this make any sense? Uh, so She's rude. wearing gloves and a coat, and she's like correcting me on my dive. And I was like, can you give me your coat? Can we dive somewhere else? And then by the time we got out of practice, it was like 70 degrees. Yeah, but it didn't, it didn't make yeah. any sense. And I was like, can we go a li- Why six yeah. in the morning? Yeah. Why are we, we ended practice once because I was like, I'm going to get frostbite. Like, this is not healthy. I'm, my muscles are stiff. It's got to like, hurt so much just going into the into water. Into the water. It, yeah. it feels like going from a hot tub to a pool, that kind of feeling Ugh. where you're like so cold Ugh. every time. Ugh. Every time. Then you get out and you're just like, there's steam coming off of you. It's not productive. I, we would have to do that. I was in ROTC for a year. Yeah. Which we can wait get into if you'd like yeah talk about me being a people pleaser jesus christ 
Well, yeah, wait, wait, yeah. Okay, so uh, Let's get into it. but just uh, we had to, we would have to work out every morning at five in the yep. morning uh-huh. in the middle of, in mid Michigan. Uh, Cold. Oh my god, the worst, the worst. Uh, I had no idea that there's frost on the ground in like October. Yep. If mm-hmm. you wake up early enough. Yep. Yeah. It's you don't so know shit exists until you like wake exactly. up before yeah. the sun rises. Yeah. It's like man, there's so many weird birds here. Yeah, no clue. Mm-hmm. And the fog and the smoke. I didn't know yeah. that shit existed. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So, okay. So, wait. So, let's go back really quickly. So, you said. <laughs> That's a pretty big. So, yeah. it, you basically were in the hospital. Yeah. Upset with shit. Yeah. Well, give me like, because I want to get more into it. I mean, okay. I do want to hear a little bit about your psych state, but I yeah. also think it's important to talk about people pleasing because I love talking about that. Yeah. But um, what, give me like a quick overall summary of like your psych words today. Okay. Uh, very short, maybe 12 hours. Okay. Uh, I was in one room that looked like a doctor's office for uh, like three hours. Okay. Just in a hospital gown. Ugh. And no one talked to me. And I was just like, well, I think I'm better. Yeah. I, looks like I'm getting out of this anyway. Got perspective from anyway, wearing this gown. I fucking can. Yeah. yeah. If they're just going to like, we like quasi, I don't know, torture is not the wrong word because that's not what it is. Right. But it's definitely like. It's kind of mental torture though. If you will. Like it's a little bit. I mean, it's like we're in this room right now. That's what? Like. Yeah, it was smaller. very small. It was smaller than this room, probably about half the size of this, this room. This room is tiny. Yeah, this room's maybe, the size of like a kitchen, kind of. Yeah, I would say this room is maybe maybe eight feet by six feet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, and it was probably about half that size, and just like one of those really small, like oh my god, examining rooms, and just sitting on that fucking table on the butcher paper. Ugh. Yeah, which is my dumb hairy ass on it just like what the fuck has happened like what am i yeah. what is what am i what's like yeah i and in a weird way it did kind of put everything into perspective uh-huh. where it was just like i you know as bad as like the breakup was and as much as you know my shows in myrtle beach south carolina sucked shit last weekend i'm sorry it's, it's okay sucks, dude. <laughs> it's like i you know it's you know, I was doing way better out there than I am in here. So let's, yeah. you know, let's try and give out. Some of my family lives there. I hope they. I hope they. Oh man, ruin that for you. Uh, no, that's fine. Uh, that club's gone through a couple other owners. So if you're out there, Myrtle Beach, I'd love to come back, give it another try. Uh, it's great. I'm, a, I'm not a, done yet. I'm a much better comic now. <laughs> I promise. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, it's not you. It's me. And now let's see if it can be both of us. Speaking in, of uh, breakups, in, not you. Yeah, definitely me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I, and I and I just go. Okay, this is um, a situation where I need to get out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my mom like dropped me off and came back. And I eventually just like go out of the thing, out of the door, and I go, "Hey, I just need to call my mom and let her know that I'm okay." Because they take your phone too. Yeah, they take everything. They take everything. So you're just like, you need to make a. Li- do you need to make like a list of like your numbers with people's names on it? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. That was like the first thing where they were like, put an emergency contact for everyone who you would need us to get. I had, a, I, had, I had like twenty people. I was like, here's. A, I was like, I have friends. <laughs> See, I have people. That's what I. That's where I went wrong because I just put my 
house phone number. Oh my god. <laughs> my house. And I was just like, I don't, this sucks. I'm just gonna, I don't wanna yeah. go into, I don't wanna dig into my phone and yeah. get everybody. But I, I call my mom and I just go, hey, I, I'm sorry. I think I'm gonna be okay. Uh, I can't be here though. I've been in this room for like three hours. She was like, okay, I'll come. I'll get yeah, you out of let's get we'll you the fuck out happen. of here. And so she came, and uh, it's very—it's a very weird feeling to uh, to have your mommy bail you out <laughs> when you're 25. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like this, <laughs> and like I, I've looked—I've looked the same since probably I was 17 years old. Like I've had a beard almost like my entire adult life. Yeah, and and it's just so weird to look like this, and. Be like, uh, my mom's gonna come. My mom's uh, here. Is uh, here for me, <laughs> and like you know, I had to talk to a couple other doctors, and yeah. so my mom ended up having God, you know, God bless her. God bless her. She's the greatest. Uh, and so eventually, like, I had to talk to two different doctors, and just like, all right, here's my second. All right, let's we we've done this before. Let's, let's wrap this let's, shit up. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, get, so eventually get out of there and then I saw a new therapist uh, two days later uh, which only felt like one day because I just slept all day because that's yeah. what you do <laughs> man let me say it's something. mentally exhausting the post uh, intake sleep so good so good it's like the best so good <laughs> Like hibernation. I think it's because you're ment- mentally drained. You're just done. Because whatever yeah. brought you in was exhausting. Yeah. Like staying there was exhausting. Figuring out an escape plan is exhausting. Everything is exhausting. Everything about it is, yeah. And that's why I never want to do an escape room. Because I'm just like, oh, I've done this. Before. This is my head. Yeah. This Every is day. just like, yeah, this is lunch. I have to figure out a riddle just to like be yeah. able to like wake up. Yeah. This is lunch. Brush my teeth. Literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so I've, I get out and then I get this new therapist and uh, I get on a, you know, I change my, my meds and my dosage. Uh, shout out to the good people at uh, Effexor for. That's when I, that's when I'm on right. Uh, sorry, I was on that for like four years. I think. Okay. And it was great. Yeah, it's great. I've been on it since then. So wow. seven almost. Oh, wow. Yeah. And there's like, there's ups and downs. And yeah, no, of course. I think every medicine, like typically for me, the only thing that I had an issue with was that once I was on medication for a couple of years, it kind of just stopped working and I'd have to keep going up. I haven't gotten to that point. I've, I've only had to go up once. I see the plateaus and this is like, this is like years and years of therapy where I actually did do the work. Yeah. I don't want it to seem like I just went into therapy. No, and was yeah. Fucking Eddie Haskell or uh, that's a reference from the 1950s, and I apologize <laughs> to the podcast audience for making it. Uh, it wasn't like I was, you know, Ferris Bueller, just like, f- that's from also the 50s, I guess. But uh, that, I would go, I, I actually did get a lot out of it, but that wasn't until, uh, I always got something out of therapy, but I didn't get to a place where I was able to really control my thoughts until maybe... Three years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, but even even when I was 25, 26, and I would get to the like the plateau with effects, or I was able to understand that that was how it was working, and now 
my level is way better than my level was before. And now that I'm up here, it puts me in the position to feel as good as I can feel and be as productive as I can. Be. And that's because you did, you think you did therapy and the medication? Kind of yeah, thing. therapy, medication. The biggest thing for me though, and if any of your listeners are out there and you're thinking, oh, what's the, what, what else can I do to help? I am a huge proponent of meditation. Mm-hmm. I think it's massively helpful um, for being able to change the mind set that you have and the mind frame that you're in and kind of how you see um, events that happen in your life and being able to react to them the way that you want to react to them right. instead of how you immediately react. Autopilot. Yeah. I think a lot of us operate on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my biggest issue with meditation is I only meditate when I need to, when I'm like at my wits end. Yeah. Like I have be been sick this past week. So yeah. like I got kind of got cabin fever and I was about to fall. Like, yeah. I don't know what I felt like I was like bugs crawling on me. Cause yeah. I was like in the house for four days and I'm yeah. even like, if I don't go anywhere, I still walk my dog. Like I'll take him to the lake and walk like miles and stuff. Yeah. And so I just need to Huge. like get out of the house Yeah. and not being able to do that. I was itching. Yeah. And so then I was like, all right, let me meditate for like a minute or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever I can yeah, allow myself to. But yeah. I think I have a problem with just doing it. And I think, I don't know if you can attest to this because it sounds like you do it a lot. A yeah. lot of people who meditate are like, no matter what, I'm going to wake up and do it. And then when you do it, when you're not supposed to do it, that's actually probably when it's the most helpful. 100%. Because 100%. you learn how to be in like a state of calm. It and like is... not, not like use it as a way to cope but as like a lifestyle for change. sure it is the same exact principle as exercise yeah 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 it's mm-hmm. the same exact thing where if you do it the more consistently that you do it the more you'll be able to uh to control what you need yeah to and it's also it's probably similar with exercise where it's like you don't need to exercise only when you like feel shitty about yourself and you're like let's burn this off yeah you need to do it like consistently Consistent. every day in order to see progress yeah definitely so and I, yeah and it's so a good that, analogy actually yeah thank you i'm very smart uh, <laughs> harvard class of 20, oh yes, 2015 of course. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was, it was, it was huge to just kind of start that. And I would, I was always on it and off it. And then during the pandemic, uh, I started, um, I went back to, to school. I'm in grad school now really? to, be, to become a teacher. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, at DePaul. Uh, and hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, it's been the best. I'm halfway through a master's degree. Very weird. Yeah. Uh, Is it weird to like say that out loud? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to be a, a, a high school teacher. In a That's year. awesome. Nuts. I'm going to teach people about history. I can't wait. That's Help so people. Fun. I cannot wait. It's like the big, the, I, I, here's the crazy thing about the pandemic. It's such this crazy mind bend where I felt like I was doing nothing the mm-hmm. whole time. Mm-hmm. I made it halfway through a master's degree and I started meditating every day, yeah, yeah. which is like nuts. Yeah. But that felt like nothing because I wasn't leaving the apartment. <laughs> I was listening to somebody who was like, do you feel like a comedian who was like, don't we all feel guilt about like not doing enough during our time that we didn't like during the pandemic. Yeah. And I think it's like really difficult because it's like 
you have all this time and it's and then you're like, well, what what am I gonna say I did? I think that's people's biggest thing is like, what am I gonna say I did during like a yeah. year of nothing? Especially when we're in such an industry of like hustle, 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 hustle. And that guilt of like, should I have gone to this mic? Should I have done yeah. this? Should I have done that? And now that things are opening back up, I don't know if if you experienced this, but I actually grew, and this isn't even to be funny, I grew a lot of like self-respect for myself where mm-hmm. I used to, if somebody was like, hey, can you do this show in 10 minutes? I would walk my ass over there sweating. I would do yeah. it. But somebody asked me to do Laugh Factory like 20 minutes before. I was like, you know what? No, I actually, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I just yeah. finished a podcast yeah. I want to breathe. I want to eat. Yeah. Like, can you reschedule me another date, please? And then I got another date. And I was like, oh, yeah. that was so easy to do. Of course. But I, yeah. because I was like, I respect myself and I respect my time. Mm-hmm. And I used to just be at anybody's wit's end you know, or yeah. anybody's end to just be like, throw her on the show, give her no notice. And I'm like, no, I actually like having the mental preparation of like, this I is what, how many minutes am I going to do? Mm-hmm. I, somebody hit me up at 710 for a 730 show. I was like, no, I'm yeah. good actually. But yeah. I used to like, yeah be that person that would just drop anything for stand-up and I would drop anything for stand-up. However, now I'm like, I have boundaries now. Yeah. I created very, boundaries with myself. Important. Yeah. So I don't know if like you experienced that, but I'm like, this pandemic has helped me had so much perspective, especially with um, friendships too, on like who, what I want and who to cut out in my life. This has been a huge thing for me where it's just like, mine was more of a, like I was an only child and, I was on the road for years, so I'm mm-hmm. like so cool with not doing anything yeah. and just being alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now I'm like, okay, it is important for me to not only maintain friendships, but like cultivate new ones and like yeah. be. I'm like way more social now than I was before, where like it's not just like, all right, I'm going to see this band alone. I'm not going to uh, tell anybody, and I'm just going to go, and uh, it's going to be fun because I am alone, and it's fun. I think it's yeah. it's curbed judgment. I think it's curbed judgment of, like, yourself, of yeah. others, because at least me, like, I stopped judging people so much, and I think it's because I yeah. am more open-minded because of, like, everything that happened. I was like, why yeah. would I care about these little things when, like, there was so much going on? I mean, my year was like a fucking shit show yeah. beside i mean beyond the pandemic it was like one thing after another after another after another and then i looked and i was like okay if all these things happened and this actually helped my anxiety which yeah. is it sounds kind of intuitive but if all these crazy events happened like i got hit by a car last summer what the fuck yeah i got Jesus hit by a car on my bike last summer um my dog my puppy almost died yeah like he had to have a surgery i had to gro- drop six grand Whoa! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have pet insurance at the time because I like didn't think I needed it. Of and then why would you? Surgery. And That's why like, you get a dog. Because literally just run around. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus. And they were like, he has a 50-50 chance of living, and you have to watch him for five days. Yeah, it was hor- It was horrible. My cousin died, who was thirty years old, like Shit. randomly dropped of a heart attack. Ugh. Uh, horrible. And then we barely had like a shiva. And usually that's like yeah. the best uh, thing. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds bad, but it's like, that's the best thing about mm-hmm. the, the people dying is because you have all the people around you at a yeah. shiva. Um, and we couldn't really do that because of the pandemic. So we had like a one day thing and it was, it, it, it's just my brother, my brother was in jail and then got out of jail. He's a heroin addict. So like my whole pandemic was insane. Like all yeah. these events that happened that were like big events, you know, yeah. in my life. Yeah. Um, and then like, 
I kind of realized like if all of these things happened yeah. and I'm fine and yeah. I'm here on That's top a of a pandemic, which like all my friends got COVID and yeah. like, it was just crazy. Yeah. Anytime anything happens, I'm like, okay, if I've gone through that, like I'm fine. Totally. I'm fine. Yeah. And so I have such a less of a reaction and less judgment of myself, less yeah. judgment of others because of like all this shit that just swarmed my way. Yeah. So like 100%. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just, it, it like gave me so much insight into how I, I don't, I don't want to say like deal with things, but it gave me insight into how I used to deal with things and then how I can change that to like make everything is going to be okay. Yeah. You know, like yeah. my step, my grandpa right now, he, he's my step grandpa. <laughs> I don't like realize when I say that, but step he, grandpa he's is step such grandpa, a funny. Term. But he's like, he's dying right now, and everyone yeah. thought he was going to die like yesterday. And I guess he, you know, he'll probably. I mean, yeah. realistically, I, I hate to like put this out into the universe, so he'll probably die in like a few weeks. But which is really sad. But That's, yeah, you know, I'm my dad told me, and I was like, yeah. "Thank you." And I was like, you know, he was ninety four, lived yeah. a great life, and I was like, you know what, life goes on. Like I've had yeah. such a my level has turned down so many notches because. Yeah. So much shit has happened that I'm just like, you know what? It's another day. You yeah. know? It's just another yeah. fucking day in the yeah. life. Like, Dude, shit happens, man. I'm the same exact. I've, yeah. I've become the same exact way where um, we're moving and Mal, my my partner, uh, is like, oh, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about this? What about this? What about mm-hmm. this? And I'm just like, well, we'll do this, 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 and it'll be fine. And it's, <laughs> it's all going to be good. Yeah. And like, we didn't have as crazy of a quarantine is that but mm-hmm. like you know we live we live downtown and uh we you know we survived a uh a, a riot that we like and you also like survived in. a relationship too the, like dude, living with someone during huge. a pandemic i mean like what was that like oh man it was touch and go for a little bit there i'm not gonna lie to you it was <laughs> there's some freaking real rough spots yeah and you know it really it zaps a lot of like important things in your relationship like it zaps just annihilates any sort of like romance or sex drive or anything like that because you're just like well it's you know yeah it's just us all day i don't yeah you know what i mean like you have to put in so much effort now and now i see that that effort is like it's weird because you would think it'd be the opposite because you're with each other all the time but it's not me me and my me and saint james broke up like oh i'm really sorry to hear that oh thank you it's okay but we broke up and i'm always i mean it's it wasn't like a messy breakup or anything so i'm and i'm i'm actually very stable as a i mean i run a mental health podcast but i'm very like in relationships like i'm very understanding and i don't I hate things being messy just because I have messy parts of my life. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. let's not yeah. align. Let's have you be the calm good. part. Yeah. Exactly. And so for relationships <laughs> yeah. for me, I like to keep things very steady. Yeah. And um, I found it really hard to like have sex during. Oh the, yeah. Like, pen. like that was it, and it's weird because you know before we were fine, but then during the pandemic, I think it was like we were always trying to find stuff to do. Yeah. And then also like we were bored. Yeah. So I think it's like no one wants to like have sex when you're just yeah. like sitting around. So you're nothing. just like you're just like trapped in an apartment with yes. every fart that person had that day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's just like box. yeah, it's just a, <laughs> just farting and burping and like you know it eating just like watch someone eat that long and 
try not to find something they're doing that annoys the shit out of you. Yeah, I think it's more yeah irritation and being like, yeah, live with you. And I think like we spent so much time together, but at the same time, I think we never talked about how the pandemic made us feel. Yeah, in terms of like not being able to do stand up and not Mm -hmm. being able to do the things we loved and like. The one time we did, I guess, like have an amazing time was when we both went to Texas. We filmed this like Comedy Central pilot and like yeah. we had so much fun because yeah. we were like out of our elements. We were in Texas. We stayed at somebody's house. Like yeah. we were being like su- like Southern hospitality. Like yeah, we got yeah. dinner and breakfast. Yeah. I made for, you know, yeah. and so that was like almost like a vacation for us. Yeah. But I remember one time because good things that happened in the pandemic to me yeah. was that I worked for Grubhub. So like selling Grubhub was the easiest fucking thing Man. for like five months. I mean, I was yeah. like, that's why I live here right now. Like yeah. I did, I, I worked really hard. Yeah. And, um, I remember one night I, I booked a hotel for us just to stay at a hotel yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. Like not a vacation, but I was like, let's just get drinks, live a life for a night. Yeah. Have so much fun. And we had the time of our lives of and it was so much fun. And I'm like, it's sometimes you just need a change of scenery because yeah. of how trapped you can Everything. feel, especially yeah. even with a person that you yeah. love. You're Definitely. like, I just need us to go somewhere else. Yeah. Because I can't look at the same four walls anymore. Of course. It's and so hard. You just And there's so much, not, there's so many ways to do nothing right now. Like, as you know, and I love, you know, TV. I love movies. I love video games. But it's so, it's really easy to get caught in like this. Trap's not the right word because it's, you know, it's all, it's not, it's not, it's not a trap because there's all these other things usually. But when you're in the same apartment, there's, you're, you just become so myopic and you're just like, okay, let's get to TV watching time. And that's the whole thing. I stare at my computer and then I stare at the big screen and then Does sometimes it feel like I it's like the same screen. five things over and over again kind of thing? Yeah. 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 That's how it felt for me at least, you know. Yeah. So, but so when I got when I did get fired last summer, it was kind of like this like, oh, okay, this is new. Let's see what we can do with this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I my my dad was kind of a mentor to a lot of people. And everything that I liked in the jobs that I had previously like the day jobs that I had previously that I got when I moved to Chicago, all involved like helping people or showing someone how to do something. Mm, okay. And so I was like, okay, what's what's the what's the most helpful thing I can do to, you know, the community around me? Mm. And I was like, well, that's probably teaching. So yeah. And I love history. And good for you, dude. Do that's in, that's incredible. Most yeah. people are like, I don't have, I didn't come out of the quarantine with anything new, <laughs> like yeah. you know. Yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah. And I think too, obviously, helping others probably helps yourself as well. And like knowing that you're gonna do something you like, it sounds like you really like history. So yeah, uh, the fulfillment aspect of it is massive. Mm. It is massive because I would be like. Uh, Man, I was late to like, I was late all the time <laughs> to yeah. like my other jobs, and like now I've ne- I I don't I pop out of bed in the morning and I'm uh-huh. like, all right, here we go, we gotta we gotta get some stuff done, let's do it, and it's like it's a nice to have like structure again though. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Like I had a I like went to I had an in person class this past quarter. 
Wow. Which nut, like nuts. There's eight of us in like a huge lecture hall. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was su- it was such a surreal experience. Where my my first class, like back in a classroom in twelve years, was it? That's like, kind of fun. It was it was a blast. Yeah, it was great. It was like this this geopolitics class with this this old uh, Greek dude who's just a, an, an amazing teacher and mm-hmm. a, an amazing guy. Yeah. Uh, Alex Papadopoulos, if, if Dr. Pop. Oh, he's up. Greek? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Greekest last the Papadopoulos. Greekest <laughs> That's like you being like, oh, Steinbergman. Yeah. And they're like, are they Jewish? It's yeah. like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. If, if you're out there, man, Geopolitics 200, if you're at the poll, go ahead and take that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was just like this surreal thing where everyone's in mass and, like, uh, very, very weird. But it was like, it's like, like, I just remember the first day being like, I can't believe I have somewhere to go. This is amazing. Right. Oh, my God. That must be the best. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I'm I'm doing a lot of uh, shows. And I, don't, I haven't got to the place where I'm saying no to last minute offers yet because I'm just like, oh, a place to go. Oh, mm, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going, uh, you know, we have a, t- we're going on a trip uh to uh to Turks and Caicos next month. Oh I wanna go so bad. I just was in Mexico and now I'm like wanna go to Turks and Caicos next. I've never been to the Caribbean. I'm very excited. That is so I I'm my dad excited. goes yeah. there every year with his wife and like they have nothing but good things to say about it. Great. It's amazing. Um, um but it's but it's literally great. I think we're going so we can have a date to look forward to on the calendar. <laughs> I really think that's what it is. Dude, it is it so funny you say that because yeah. I think that is so important to every person in quarantine that you need to have stuff to look forward to. I, every time, when I came back from Mexico, I was like, I need to plan another trip. Yeah. And I'm now I'm trying to plan trips every other month so that I have something to look forward to. And yeah. even if it's not like an expensive thing, I'm like, I can go hiking, I can go camping. Like, I just want to do something where I'm like yeah. doing something. Um, yeah, and just like go to Michigan, to the west coast of Michigan. Book an Airbnb. Yeah. yeah, go go to the dunes, hang out. Go to the go to you know. Uh, I think Wisconsin Dells, whatever. I think yeah. Mexico because I went. We went for St. James's twenty fifth. It was like me, my roommate, and then a bunch of his friends. And yeah. I'm not gonna say the trip was fun because like we had something to do, but that yeah. was definitely a part of it. That we were like, we're, we're we have nothing to do at home. Yeah, and we're in Mexico now. Yeah, so drinking is like ten times more fun. Whoa, doing yeah. anything oh, is ten yeah. times more fun. Clubbing oh, is ten times more fun because you're like people. Holy yeah. shit. Like it was Yeah. And were, it you, was guys, were incredible. you guys vaccinated by that point? Yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. And the one person who wasn't got COVID and I was like, well, oh, you fuck. fucking Yeah, idiot. you suck. You <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Bobby. Yeah, right. <laughs> so let's get into the ROTC stuff and like people pleasing. I For think that's really, really interesting. Sure. Uh, so my dad was in the army for 26 years. Wow. He was in the Vietnam War. He was a full bird colonel, which is impressive. I'm, uh, I've been told, I, you know, uh, it is, it's very impressive. Yeah. But, uh, so I'm in high school and I'm, I go to this all boys Catholic high school, which I, you know, I'm grateful that I got to go there because it mm-hmm. really did. I learned how to write there for sure. Like that was the one thing I really pounded in was like how to 
you know, be persuasive and, you know, use facts and stuff like that. Uh, but it sucked sometimes. It really sucked. And it's tough to, to um, you know, I didn't, I went in there knowing like no one. And, you know, I, being an only child who doesn't know anyone at a new school is really, really, really tough. It's terrifying. And, yeah. And, you know, eventually, you know, it all worked out. But there was a lot of growing pains there. Yeah. And it was a very results-based school where you got, you, the football team had to win the, net, the state championship. Uh, we had to have X amount of national merit scholars. Mm. We it was like, uh, hey, this is a prestigious institution, and this is that we need results. That's how we do this. And back then, I wasn't an awesome student. Mm-hmm. I started, you know, I got into drinking and smoking pot when I was like 15, 16, mm. and I was like in punk bands and stuff. Okay, and my grades weren't amazing but they were good enough and you know around junior year and I was and I played on the football team all four years uh could have played in college uh, you know I was I was good at that but it wasn't the older I got the less I was like the more I was like oh this doesn't mean anything to me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and but you know that's it meant everything to everyone else so you just feel like you're, it just feels like everyone else is playing checkers and you're trying to play chess. Mm-hmm. And so it gets to, to uh, you know, late junior year and I'm presented with this opportunity to, to go to Michigan State on a full ride if I am in the ROTC program, mm. which means basically the Army trains me the entire time I'm there. And then afterwards, I'm active duty for four years and then wow. in the reserves for four years. So the next, you know, going into college, the next 12 years of your life are pretty planned out. Yeah. And you can't, you know, it, it doesn't really leave a lot of wiggle room. Mm-hmm. And also at this time, this is 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. we're still very much in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan the United wow. States is. And so it's like, all right, you know, you'll go to, you'll do at least two tours mm-hmm. uh, when you go over there. And so I was like, you know what? This is going to appease the part of my brain that wants to, quote unquote, accomplish something. Right, right. This is this is a surefire way to, to make my dad super proud of me. Yeah, yeah. This is going to uh, look good to everyone around me. right. This is the way to go. Yeah. And at the time, that's all I was thinking of. <clears throat> and this isn't a knock on the army or, or anything, um, but I was in it for a year. I gave it the best shot that I could. I mm-hmm. really did. I got into it. I did like this. I did like extra trainings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stayed after to like learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu from one of the, Really? Yeah. Like, I was in it. I was yeah. I was 100% in... Yeah. Like, I was in it to win it. Yeah. And I was... I was... I was really good at it. And I mm-hmm. think I would have 
been at the very least a a guy who would have um, kept other people alive mm. um, if I committed to it that much the rest of the time. <laughs> what happened at that same time was that uh, my other love, uh, stand-up comedy, which was something I started watching when I was like eight mm. and then always loved and would like sneak into the club in Ann Arbor, which is mm. not my home club, which is like the greatest feeling in the world to like be a guy who can now go in there and get on stage whenever. It's like, the, it's like this weird... It's full circle. Come. Yeah, it really is. And like the, the owner is like, like a great mentor and like, you know, that's good. I hate to. Yeah. <laughs> usually doesn't. Yeah. Usually yeah, club usually owners it's a are. Different, it's, a different, uh, yeah. it's like a great. And it was like a guy who came to my dad's funeral and like I've been to his house and he's just like. Wow. Okay. You know, I don't. Friends, an odd uh, phrase to use for for Roger, but he's like the he's the greatest man, mm-hmm. and he's I wouldn't be the human I I am today without him. Uh, you know, busting my balls at the perfect time. Uh, and so that that starts my freshman year after I have like the worst breakup imaginable. Uh, I, I dated this girl I was pining after for like two years. We finally start dating my freshman year and we dated for like six months and like five of them were great. And then uh-huh. it just ghosted it's shit bad. as it does when you're 18, 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She married a firefighter. She's doing great. <laughs> shout out. Yeah. Shout out Haley, Haley yeah. Kennedy. Hope she's doing well. Yeah. Uh, and so I start stand-up comedy in March of my freshman year, and I, I fall in love with it. And I'm like, okay, if I don't give this the, the ultimate shot, I will regret it for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And if I go into the Army and do... If I do this minimum eight years for active for reserve, there's a chance that I could, for, through no fault of my own, there's a chance that I could either die or get seriously injured or what have you. And so, the, the, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, if I die, it wasn't like if. If I die, my mom's going to be sad. My dad's going to be sad. I'm mm-hmm. going to, you know, it's going to be terrible. It's like, if I die, I'm not going to get to try stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, yeah. I mean, you, like, people, it's serious, I, I don't think people sure, don't yeah. understand, like, the passion that, like, comedians have for what they do. For sure, yeah, it, for sure. It's same with, like, musicians, any form of art. Mm-hmm. It's an expression of, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I always hate calling it an art form because... It's a very, you know, it's a really silly thing that we do. It is really silly. Yeah. But I but think... It I, is, though. But it's an it art really It's creative. <laughs> yeah. It's like mm-hmm. when you change one thing, everything changes, yeah. you know, like in a bit. And so it's interesting to see, like... it. It's an art form for certain reasons, and it's also the silliest fucking thing ever for certain reasons, you know? It's an art form, but it's also... Uh, absolutely ridiculous yeah no, it's like it's, it's, it's so, insane like if you think about it and just take the nuts of bolts of what's happening and like the social contract that we all enter right. into it's insane yeah like this person 
wants to tell us all of their secrets. Right. And we are going to... You have to laugh about it. You have to laugh about it. Right. You ha- the only way that they're successful is if the audience has a certain, uh, like, involuntary emotional reaction. Yeah. And everyone's going to be drinking tiny amounts of poison while that yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, No, it's nuts. It's crazy. It's yeah. so crazy. Uh, but that's that's why I ultimately gave up yeah. RTC. It was just like, wow. okay, if I don't give this thing the you know a, f- a giant swing uh-huh. i'm gonna regret it forever and yeah. you know uh i'm not the most uh famous comedian in yeah, the world by yeah. any stretch of the imagination uh but like I've, I've gotten to go to 30 states and three countries and i've had a pretty awesome. great life and i'm only 31 and i'm not gonna stop yeah and uh i've uh learned a lot about myself and Hopefully did you have any like? TV soon. Did you care. have any like? Um, like, were you sad that you left? What? Because essentially, it feels like you know the ROTC thing was definitely like part of it was to impress your dad. Right? Oh yeah, one. So, did you feel like you were letting him down or anything when you started to stand up, or were you like, no, this is like what I meant to do? So that's a. So that, that that's we're wearing the same shirt, by the way. Sorry. I, I yeah, I just realized that we're both wearing Led Zeppelin nineteen seventy seven shirts. Wow, that's insane. That is insane, and I that haven't worn insane. this shirt in like a year. Yeah, I haven't worn this shirt in a year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, and there's a, about to be a tornado. This is this is wild. This is uh, the start of a rom com that ends with no rom. <laughs> Zero and we're wrong. both dead in the tornado. <laughs> yeah, we're both dead in the tornado. Yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> tornado takes us out. Of course, yes. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, my dad was also in the hospital hardcore that summer after. Oh, wow. So, like, one of the, one of the, what I call the big ones. There's little ones and there's big ones. This is definitely one of the big ones. And, like, I was studying abroad in uh, Belgium and uh, I, like, had to come back because of the, the surgeries and stuff and, like, you know, yeah, the first time they pronounced my dad uh, dead, uh, and then they were like, "Oh, maybe not," <laughs> which is the thing that happens at what? the hospital sometimes. Oh wow! With like these heart surgeries, like they're like, "Ah, his heart stopped going," and then I, they, they, and then it just starts. They do something, and then it starts back up. Very crazy. Okay. Uh, I think they just shake him a little bit, and then he wakes up. Uh, yeah, so that's what they told you to do in medical school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so. This was all happening, and I was just like, I was like, listen, I don't think I went into ROTC to do anything but impress you. Mm-hmm. And I've decided that the the thing that I really would like is for you to see me as happy as possible. Because mm-hmm. we've gone through a lot, and, you know... I've put you guys through the ringer. You've put me through the ringer. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's just have me do the thing that I really, really, really want to do. And if you got if you don't support it, I uh, I understand. Which is such a weird thing to say right. to your parent to be like, right. listen, if you don't want me to do this, I get it. <laughs> you shouldn't want me to. Still do gonna it. do it. I'm still gonna do it though. Yeah. Uh, which is, I think, the I think really the essence of being nineteen twenty is Absolutely. is like I you know if I get it, but I, I have to do this, yeah. and um, 
And luckily he was, you know, it took like a couple months and then it eventually switched over to like, all right, this is, mm-hmm. is kind of cool. This right? is bad, pretty great. Right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and uh, luckily, you know, he, when my dad passed, there was really kind of no stone left unturned. Mm. And the negative of having a, a parent who's in the hospital for so long is mm. seeing them suffer. Yeah. And like, I, I, you know, I had to change my dad's diaper. It's fucking it's terrible. I wouldn't yeah. wish it on anybody. But you do, it's the closest I ever felt to him in that last mm-hmm. couple of months. And like, having him tell me like, hey, I was really worried when you quit the, quit ROTC and tried to do stand up. But like, I look at you now and like, you're, you know, you, you've been doing it for a long time. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're good at it mm-hmm. and you are not a dick. <laughs> And I'm and I'm proud of you. And it's just like oh, those things are just yeah. like, all right, okay, we're it's all I could. I, I'm all crying, I but okay, yeah. <laughs> it's like all I could have asked for. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, and it's it's. It, but I think yeah. I think that is really important to understand is that like, even though you went, but you kind of went against the grain of people pleasing, and it still turned out great. It's still, and it's because exactly. it's something you love, and I think people yeah. like the. I guess biggest advice for people pleasers is people actually want to see what you want to do. They don't really want to see what they think. Yeah. You know, I think if you're not like if you're a bad person, but I think if you're someone who wants to push shit on other people, that's their own problem. Like you have to realize that's other people's problems and that's, you know, you conforming to societal standards and wanting to please people's needs. But at the end of the day, that's just a projection. You have to do what you want to do because you're going to regret not doing, you know, what you love. Yeah. And I think you definitely would have regretted it if you st- stuck that out because that stuck wasn't something you wanted to do. If you else. wanted to be in the ROTC, I'd say I'll, I'll oh, all for it, you know? Yeah. But yeah. you wanted to do stand-up. And then at the end of the day, he's like, you're you're good at this. And I don't yeah. even think, I even if you were bad at it, I think, <laughs> which you're not, yeah. but I, yeah. I think even if you were bad at it, yeah. I think your dad would be like, if it makes you happy and that's what you want to do, yeah. then a thousand percent I will support you. Go for you. it, Yeah. And I think what he what he what he meant when he said you're good at it, that wasn't him being like, well, you should probably change this joke up a little bit, or like maybe move this yeah, around this in your hour or whatever. No, I think what he really meant is like you you care about this and you mm. work at it. Yes, and it's yours. Right. And I think that is the for comedians. I think that's the most important thing mm-hmm. to is to care about it and have it be about that and not about something external uh you know it it was for me it was always about the stand-up and the like the accomplishment part of it was always like secondary like Mm -hmm. if this is about you know me becoming a comedian that I would have yeah. a poster of on my wall what, if right. I was 15 or 16. Yeah. That's always the goal for me. Uh, yeah. Is to just be sure. like, just to be young Mike O'Keefe's, uh, you know, uh, you know, Todd Glass. That, and that's great. I mean, yeah, they always say, like, you should be what your childhood self for sure. would dream of. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, which I'm is, be- which is beautiful. My favorite comic <laughs> one was when I was 15, though. 
It was probably it was it was Mine probably was Louis, pro- Louis C.K. But oh no! When I was fifteen, that was. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did what he did, and I don't. Did uh, what he did. He did what he did. No, I think my favorite comic when I was fifteen, sixteen was probably. Uh, it was probably Gallagher. Like Gallagher. No, I'm okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, no no. I think it was probably. I, love, I mean, I always loved Brian Regan, but it's probably Jimmy Pardo was probably my favorite. Hammer Todd Brian Glass. Regan's fucking hilarious. He's the best. Brian Regan should, in my opinion, Brian Regan should go down along the same echelon as like uh, George Carlin. He's he's clean yeah. comedy, which is so so hard, so hard. And the amount of uh, material he has, huh. he would use he would do a, a, a different hour between the early show and the late show. Unheard like, of. Unheard people of. don't realize that. Like I've fe- I've featured before, and I yeah. you know I was like, oh, these people are going to switch up their acts. No, they literally do the same hour for both shows. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and yeah. which I, I a thousand percent respect. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, like yeah. when somebody doesn't do that and they still kill, you're like crazy. Yeah, Sean Patton. Man. Sean Patton, who's a, a buddy of mine, d- does that where he's like, he tries to do different, at least a different order. Sometimes, like I've seen him do, it's like a different hour every show almost. In a certain way. Not like it's yeah. completely new, but it's just right. like different stuff. And now I've got to the point where uh, I think all told I have about an hour and a half of huh. ma- material I feel like comfortable doing mm-hmm. on stage. And so like like la- when I was in Milwaukee a couple weeks ago at the Laughing Tap, which if, if any of your listeners are in Milwaukee and they're not going to the Laughing Tap. I think I just emailed them actually. They're great. That's yeah. such a great room. And if any of you guys are in Milwaukee and you're not going to the Laughing Tap, you're fucking up. <laughs> you darn fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, okay, I can switch out yeah. the, these like chunks and yeah. stuff. And that, you know, it's just like, it feels great. And I feel yeah. so, I feel really rejuvenated getting back out there. It's I really do. Yeah, um, I really do. So we're going to wrap it up. But do you have anything you want to plug? Any shows? Yeah, Best Night Ever is uh, just follow us on Instagram. That's okay. probably the best way. Uh, there's a couple months with Extra Tuesdays. Okay. So it's every other, but it's like switching around. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, okay. When does this drop? This, I'm, whenever I feel like it. Probably Monday. Monday. Okay, yeah. so there's still tickets available for July 6th. At the Lincoln okay, Lodge. Perfect. Uh, at Best Night Ever Show on Instagram. Okay. Uh, I'm at the Mike O'Keefe on all the social media. I also have a podcast I haven't done in a month yes. or two yes. called Education Some Education. Okay. Where I talk to guests about school mm. and about what they were like in school. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's that's been amazing. super fun. Uh, and we've had that's some... such a good like niche. Right. No, I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's been great. We've had some really really fun guests. Uh, had um, Ben Roy, who played a teacher on TV, but dropped out of high school, which is so funny. my favorite. Th- yeah, so funny. And, and just a, just another yeah. extra plug. Ben Roy is one of the fucking funniest dudes out there. Um, <laughs> and I'll be I'll be me and him are doing a show with the band Off with Their Heads in Detroit in uh, oh the end what? Of July. fun yeah I'm I'm so excited Off with Their Heads is this great punk band from Chicago really and we became friends with them or I did yeah. uh, because. Their lead singer lived above G Man. Oh. <laughs> and shit. would just like come down to the show. Yeah, everywhere. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, like, musicians yeah. want to be comedians and comedians want to be yeah. musicians. It's the same. I it's, mean, the... yeah, yeah. And then athletes want to do them both. Yeah. And we all want to be yeah. athletes. So yeah, yeah, just, yeah, exactly. It's just it's, this it's weird circle jerk weird of uh, yeah. dorks who are dorks. Yeah. 
Uh, passionate people for, for sure, sure. Yeah. yeah but yeah education some education and uh yeah this is so much fun yeah thanks, thanks for, for coming on thanks for having me man this yeah. is great and i, I love talking to people who podcast you just like know how to like i i yeah. think when people it, I, I do talk about the podcast i try to be really honest just so yeah so people are honest about how they feel and shit like that but yeah. i i feel like i love i really enjoy having people on the podcast who do podcasting because you know how to keep a conversation like when you yeah. came on i can just sit back and listen oh of course like, of it's course. so nice. To You've just... got these golden pipes. <laughs> well, no, it's like, even if, and obviously you're interesting, but even if somebody yeah. comes on who's, like, not yeah. that, you know, deep or, like, have that internal depth, it's still, like, if they can hold a conversation, it is one of the best skills. Yeah, it's have. huge. It's, it's half huge. the interview for a job. It's just, can you hold a conversation? Oh, my God, yeah. Do you know when to stop talking? Totally. Do you know when to ask me questions, you know? Yeah. It's like, so, um, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, thank oh I have to rem- uh, remind my loyal fans please subscribe and because when you subscribe <laughs> yeah you get a notification every new episode it's algorithm it, exactly and uh, please leave reviews for doing time and thank you so much for listening oh what yep. if you listen to this and you didn't know about me before and you buy tickets in Chicago for July sixth uh, let me know. And uh, we'll, uh, it's a $5 ticket. Follow him on Instagram. But yeah, just follow us on Instagram. Let me know, uh, either at the show or whatever. And uh, 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 we'll I'm work gonna something out. I'm going to buy you a drink. Yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy you a drink. Why not? Okay. Thank you. They, they're, they're basically giving drinks out at the new Lincoln Lodge. But, yeah. Milwaukee. It's great. <laughs> it's on Milwaukee Ave in Chicago. It's not in Milwaukee. Anyway. Yes. Sorry, I'm not sorry in Milwaukee. Not yeah, in Milwaukee. It. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Later.